This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, Ensign Daniel Prue, who's down in the long-range communication station. D- Daniel, are you are you waiting for some sort of important message? Oh, well, well I mean, no. I mean, uh, I have I have some friends, you know, my, my friends have asked me if I was going to go to this event, and I, I told them I didn't know because I hadn't necessarily received my... Sp- Space invitation yet, so I'm hoping oh, it'll come word. soon. Um, but I, you didn't get your save the start date. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping I, I can save the start date, but right now I'm, I'm just uh, you know running some diagnostics down here. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm doing. Okay, okay, diagnostics. Yeah, we all we all know diagnostics in giant air quotes means slacking off on the job. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm also joined by Commander Philip Gilfus, who. Sitting next to me, he seems to just be checking his calendar on his pad. What, Philip? Are, are you uh, get? Are you are you trying to see if you're you're available for for something? Oh man! Finally, stop looking after my woman. Uh, I mean, um, uh, uh, no. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just fearful that sometimes that you know an old boyfriend can come after the girl you're dating. I mean, I'm not, I'm totally secure. I'm totally secure in my relationship. I don't think that there's going to be any kind of, you know, haunting. But I'm just saying, if someone wants to get, you know, meets the right woman and stops looking at my girl, and we can forget, in fact, that they ever dated is all. In fact, I'm, I'm going to delete the computer files now. Never happened. Never happened. Okay, I was I was just asking about your calendar, but uh, yeah, if uh, if uh, we could we could talk about something else if you want, but. Uh, by the way, that's good, guys. I think that was one of the better intros we've ever had. <laughs> he's playing Galaga. That's what that means, by the way. <laughs> that Ensign's playing Galaga. <laughs> and he's never going to get past Ensign. That's Harry Kim's problem. Oh, just Ooh, too soon. To the journey. To the journey. <laughs> <laughs> but today on Earl Grey, we're going to be talking about a, a, a topic we've kind of danced around on the fringes for, you know, not not... Not purposely, but just we we've kind of brought it up through our sixty episodes of the show. Wait, wait, did we dance around it to Irving Berlin? Yes, yes, we we did. You know, because there's nothing. Uh, something's hap- best, The best things happen while you dance. But no, uh, we're going to talk about Worf's wedding. Wait, what? And we talked. I know he had a wedding. Did did uh, did you guys get the was save this, the start? Was date? this a nemesis? Because there was a wedding no. nemesis, right? Is that this is mean? not the nemesis wedding. Oh, okay. okay. You would think. Was this no. a deleted I insurrection mean... scene? Like, that's what he was there for, for to plan his wedding? Is that Wait, was... oh, Philip, are you telling me oh, the... that there was a deleted insurrection scene? That they, There was more they could have added to that movie to make <laughs> it longer? Is that what you're trying to tell me? But, yeah, and that's true. We have talked a bit about this 
in our insurrection review because again this is the movie that takes place right after or at least the next time Worf runs into his his next gen enterprise crewmates and uh I think we did get a couple of chuckles out of, you know, oh Worf, what are you doing here? Oh well I was just uh well I guess that wasn't even about marrying his wife. That was about, about mourning his dead wife. <laughs> mourning his dead wife, which it's like, wait, wait. Are you saying that you didn't invite us to the wedding? No, I'm just kidding. They weren't that insensitive. But uh, I did want to talk about this topic, and uh, I do feel I've done enough research to actually make it a 30-minute discussion. So, uh, But first, I wanted to, to set the scene. So I pulled up a bunch of star dates, uh, actual broadcast days. So the last time Worf is on the Enterprise is star date 48632.4, which is generations which uh for our calendar we have is november of 1994 or the year 2371 so you know he's on the enterprise he doesn't have to be written into the movie because hey he's on the enterprise everyone's on the enterprise he gets you know. a chair he gets a chair i mean i mean the whole beginning is all about his promotion yeah exactly it's basically a war centered uh, movie now that i think about it <laughs> <laughs> he fires really torpedoes. really it was <laughs> You know, he he has a gorge. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's a wrong, wrong one, wrong one. He does talk he about Romulans. Uh, well, gets, we all know how much he loves Romulans. He gets I a mean, new wardrobe. Let them die. Oh, he does, yeah. So, so we have Worf there, and he's, you know, he's with his family. I mean, it's just been a little bit past uh, all good things when he's playing poker with his chums. You know, everything's looking good for Worf. And then, you know, the, his workplace kind of crashes into a planet but you know that aside do we know in generations what the status of torf is uh let's see troy and wharf you know i'm gonna say because again this is almost just like the extra episode i mean you know it's a big episode but you know they didn't really get into the interpersonals as much i'm gonna turn the the line here see what they say here no no (laughs) wait i think there was this the line where Worf said, oh, nothing. He didn't say anything in that book. Never mind. This is what happens. Uh, all good things. Picard comes in and and he, he you know, they're all sitting down. He says, uh, I should have done this long time ago. And uh, and then and then his next line, which, of course, we could have to in all good things is, by the way, I had this really awkward experience. And Troy and Worf are forbidden to date in any circumstance <laughs> ever. So that's that's why we never hear anything about it again. So. I thought I thought it was going to be Riker chooses that moment to just yell across the table, "Get away from her! She's mine!" <laughs> what, remember they say so some things will never happen. Worf says, "Agreed." And then the, the latest scene is Riker saying that you won't date her. That's what we're agreeing is not happening. <laughs> and you said, "Agreed." I Got thought you. the no lips didn't backs. match up with the words we heard. They obviously dubbed over that line again. <laughs> so, okay. So moving to the next year, we have twenty three seventy two Worf strolls onto deep space nine because as captain cisco put it we need a klingon so you know fortunately he was available uh you know who knows what he'd been up to in the interim i'm sure ship of the line will tell me but i just haven't cracked it open yet oh no it he was on deep space nine <laughs> it no it wasn't uh you know i just I, i'm in this part of my deep space nine rewatch so i can tell you I, i'm not going to be able to tell you the specific planet he was on because i can't remember the name season four episode one but he was essentially he was he was 
he was basically playing the role of Spock in the motion picture, where he had like gone to this Klingon place to become more Klingon and be Klingon-y. And then he had. Yeah, last time he did that, he found the clone of Kalis. So it doesn't really work out really stick? well for him. He, he may have, though, you know. <laughs> but that's true. So, yeah, he, he, you're absolutely right, Daniel. He, he's becoming more one with his inner gawk, or, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know it's Colinar for Klingons, because that begins with K2. <laughs> purging of all emotions, I don't think they have an equivalent in the uh, Klingon home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. So then a year after that, we get first contact in 2373, um, you know, not counting the time in uh, 2063. But uh, so Worf's back. Okay, again, we've all agreed this is the last time that Worf plausibly is on the Enterprise because he's he was fighting the Borg and he's on the Defiant, and um, which is really cool. Uh, so then we get one more year later, we have the wedding. Uh, which was on Stardate 51247.5. Oh, you can just imagine Worf with that chiseled like on a toasting glass. Just so romantic. But uh, so, but also in you know in our time that was November of 1997, uh, season six of Deep Space Nine, episode seven. So as we've mentioned many times on Earl Grey, where's the TNG crew? Uh, and and I want to get to the actual reasons which because we're all you know smart intelligent humans uh we'll get to that later but i wanted to talk about you know okay with with a limited schedule to contact his friends and family Worf and jedzia okay they sit down picture it sit down with their pads get ready to dispatch their subspace messages their rsvps who who is who is on their list who's on their short list to to make it to their special day now and so uh, first off, I, just to start off this list, and we can all just kind of throw people in and, and discuss them. Uh, I had to put Captain Picard at the top of the list. Uh, I mean, he's been Worf's. Uh, was it Sochi? Yes, Sochi. I'm trying to, yeah, his Sochi. You know, I mean, he's been through you know through a lot with Worf, and he he knows Klingons' rituals like. You know, he probably would relish being on that bachelor party that, you know, Miles and Bashir go through. But uh, I definitely see, you know, his former captain, his former friend, you know, responsible for a lot of his promotion from red shirt front con guy to lieutenant commander, you know. But what do you think about Captain Picard, Philip? Um, actually, hold on. I'm trying to. Is that the right word? So cheap. Isn't that what um Troy was? That's what I thought too. Oh, I thought it was. It's, oh, that's what I'm looking at. It's it his. Chadich. Chadich. Yeah. His Chadich, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, traditionally Picard has not had a good time at Deep Space Nine, or at least it was a little bit awkward. Um, in fact, I, I think maybe, uh, I, which I know they got kind of got a little. Together. I don't think he set foot on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's right. I never actually saw him on the station. That's true. That's true. Enterprise or starships only. He's he's not a starbase man. Um, I mean, in fact, the last time he was invited to a starbase, he um, left to go get a saddle. So, I mean, that's pretty much a standard excuse for any starbase duty, unless it's some other captain that he's trying to bang, uh, like Philippa. But anyway, um, so but yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know it's. Uh, yeah, that would be. I think that's an interesting question. Like, who would be Worf's first choice? Um, 
like it's not Troy because awkward, right? Awkward. Like you didn't see Jadzia um, inviting. I can't remember the name. Her. Oh, the one from uh, yeah, her previous that's souls. a woman now. Yeah, that would, that would just be awkward. So yeah, so they'd kind of move past that. Yeah, they like, they that like both look like each other. Like, well, if you're not inviting her, and like, well, are you not inviting her? Nope. Okay. Well, what mutual cancellation there? All right. So, <laughs> so they're they're gone. We'll put them at the same table in the back. And it's still <laughs> the most awkward thing it's, ever. It's the I, I told you so table. Um and. Uh, but Captain Picard, yeah, I mean, I feel like that—that's that—that would certainly be like because you said his family, which of course you know, Deep Space Nine was his new family, certainly, certainly. Um, but yeah, you would think he'd be like, hey, let's let's let me at least send something to Captain Picard and, and Riker. I think Cap- Picard and Riker would be my two top choices for war, mm. um, as far as his bros. your basic Enterprise crew. That's true. I mean, remember that episode um, uh, with Remember. where Riker's like about to go all commando, you know? down on the planet and yeah at outcast and Worf's all like i got your back you know i know where to hide bodies like we'll totally take (laughs) care of this guy he's like no uniform Uh, no orders let's lock and load oh wait i'm thinking of it yeah wait wait (laughs) Uh, what do you what do you think daniel i just have one thing to say before i jump into my opinion here um and it's half a combination of this of this subject and half a combination shout out to the the Able conference group, which I'm going to say, uh, you know, the, 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 everybody should check it out. The, the Facebook group that we have for Trek FM. Somebody had suggested just today, actually, I think, or yesterday, maybe, uh, that O'Brien could have been on the defiant, uh, in first contact, mm. which would have been awesome. First of all, if we got a, if we got a bar, I think I mentioned that at some point, yeah. either when we were talking or maybe online. Yeah. I would love to have seen O'Brien on the defiant. And, and now this is blowing my mind and I'm, and, and I'm just, of course, cause I'm, I want to cross over everything all the time constantly. If Jadzia and O'Brien had been on the <laughs> defiant in first contact, there would have literally been no excuse for, for any of the stuff. No, what about that nice lady you brought on board Worf? <laughs> what about her? Are you, <laughs> are you going to introduce us? <laughs> I don't know if we approve. No, I don't know. No, what I'm cracking up on is that, so, you know, so, okay, say O'Brien's on the Defiant. So they beam the Defiant survivors aboard, right? And so Worf and O'Brien come up and, like, you know, now it's two people. So Crusher's like, you know, I brought two people who wanted to st- come on board. Permission. So, like, Riker goes to Worf and says, you still don't know how to fire a torpedo? So what does that mean? Like, Picard or, like, Data turns to O'Brien and, like, so you still know how to use a transporter? The transporter tunes yeah, over there. So we won't see you for the rest of the movie. But like, I'm chief engineer of an entire station. Nope. Sorry. You're But I would have, there's transporter I would have gladly taken six. that three second scene of O'Brien. That would have been fantastic. he deserved to be in those movies for sure. Anyways, uh, that's not the this is not the point. Uh, you can look uh, forward yeah. to the future crossover hey. theoretical. <laughs> they were invited to O'Brien's wedding. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> that's true. In fact, Picard officiated it. That's, that's true. Right. That's absolutely true. Um, it is the it is the honor and and uh, the privilege of every starship captain to see. Anyways, no, I'm not going to get into it. <clears throat> <laughs> to to answer your question, uh, uh, Darren, and to echo what Philip said, uh, absolutely, it's it's actually kind of. I mean, I would give Picard maybe fifty one percent, and then Riker forty nine percent, but it's split pretty evenly for me. Right. I think both of them. If it's like. One table, one chair. <laughs> one of you guys has to choose who's going to come. Exactly. It's obviously Picard. It would be but Picard. Yeah. It would be Picard. But but Riker. Well, because Riker right would now. step over the chair, and while he was doing that, 
but 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 to <laughs> me, it's it's both of those characters are are integral to what Worf essentially is and becomes, and and I think that they 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 both at least deserved you know a save the star date invitation, like you said. Oh yeah, definitely. And do we have to come up with like what the Enterprise E is doing at this time? Because you know it's not fighting the Dominion. We, we I'm don't sure they're uh, they're uh, exploring their first sensor sweep of the neutral zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean we, we can get into that later. Just of because I don't think it's even. I ever think, I feel like if they could separate out, but... the saucer on the Enterprise E, or or better yet, take out the captain shot. I think they can separate the saucer, and in, uh, in the drawings I've seen of it. it but uh, yeah, the captain's yacht. That's a, that's like a that's bigger than a runabout, and we know those things. You know, they're workhorses. But oh wait, so the second most obvious choice that I could come up with is is Worf's parents, his foster parents. You know, Mister and Mrs. Rojenko. Uh, you know, they they love their little boy. You know, and and did they? You know, yeah. Did they? Did they go to his wedding? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking about here okay <laughs> they need to be invited first before they can show up but um but yeah i, I mean i would have loved to have seen these actors back you know on deep space Nine. i mean can you imagine like because o'brien you know he was there when they beamed over so he remembers them mm, that's right and so he's Don't and so he'll be sir, like i work for a living so he'll be like oh my gosh i can't believe these people are coming back like he'll be like warning cisco like, like okay, so this is what it's gonna be like. We gotta lock down the turbo lifts because they're gonna be all over this station, and I just gotta put back together. Did you see his parents in Quarks? Oh my gosh, I, that would be really awkward. I think. And then, and then Quarks all like, "Have you ever tried a hollow sweet, sir?" He's like, "No, what is that?" <laughs> and then Morse, you have a like, heart attack. <laughs> And see, this is and this is kind of what I get frustrated by because, and, and I don't know, you know, for all I know, these two actors could have been super hard to get or whatever. But it's like, to me, it seems like why would you not get them back for this? Like, it, I know we only get them really in one and a half episodes, but it's such a powerful, powerful performance, and we learn so much about what makes Worf Worf from these characters. And, like, Deep Space Nine and Deep Space Nine fans kind of, like, pride themselves on this character development kind of thing and this, this history. And it's like, well, there are parts that you that, that has been ignored. And, and this is one of those times where it's like a missed opportunity where they really could have been like, hey, this is, you know, this is this is why Worf is who Worf is. We could have explored Maybe maybe Jadzia meeting you know his parents would have been a really awesome time. There could have been a really interesting story there. And I mean, I almost wonder. And again, that and this goes kind of beyond the the thing. But maybe maybe one of them had died at this point, and maybe they could that could have been a you know a little bit of a. I'm not trying to write Deep Space Nine episodes for them, yeah. but about you the know casualty like, of the war. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we see the mom deliver he who shall not be named by Daniel, um, and the one TNG episode, and um, so I, I always kind of I, I may be making this up in my head. Can I'm like, well, maybe the dad was, wasn't feeling that well or something, and so maybe that you know he was kind of failing in health or something because you know they were older folks. Mm. I know humans live longer in the future, but they were they were kind of older folks. I mean, raising a Klingon ages you twenty years, two you Klingons. know, for every every two, yeah. Although I I think a perfect scene would have been if you know they come on the station and I'm I'm revising what I said about. Uh, 
about O'Brien. He's not going to be, you know, warning Cisco. He's going to be like embracing them. So he's going to, because he remembers them. So he's going to pass a pad to the dad and be like, don't worry, sir. I have all the specs and diagrams of the station. <laughs> and then the dad's just going to light up don't and like, be like, don't call <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> and then he walks away. Uh, and we would have gotten to see but, like what adult Alexander's, um, uh, you know, he was essentially raised by the same parents Worf was, and it would have been, you know, as much as Alexander. All three was, generations. Is exactly as much as Alexander's a failure of a character in every aspect, but it would have still maybe have been interesting to see what, you know, kind of how that dynamic worked between all of those characters. That's true. Them all sitting down to a cup of prune juice. That would have been an interesting uh, conversation. Now, what about? I mean, at least did, he was at the wedding. But now, did Worf even send a note to his adopted brother? Oh, to uh, uh, Nikolai? Nikolai. Nikolai. But is it? Wasn't he like on that planet like for the rest of his life? Yeah, like the insurrection planet? Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> 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 Better insurrection? Is that what you mean? With, with, I was gonna say, with uh, Cisco's wife. It's the sign of the forge. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I believe. Uh, I believe his 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 brother married Cisco's wife. Oh, second that's wife. Right. Yeah, that's right. Acid Yates. Um, so Worf's Cybok, that's what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Worf's Basically, okay. you never had a brother. It was a adopted brother. <laughs> he was, yeah, he's adopted. No, no pulling Avenger lines into here. <laughs> um, now, you know, we we discussed about this a little bit on the other side of the room, but, you know, Kern obviously is a, ma- a member of, you know, Worf's family, but unfortunately by this time he's had his memory erased and he's now believes he's part of another family. He's so burn now. <laughs> uh yeah, no, that that's a witness protection program in the Klingon homeworld's not all uh, cracked up to be. So I'm gonna throw this down, because this is who and I I know too too much to ask for Deep Space Nine. I don't mean that as an insult, I mean that they're not gonna go that much into TNG canon. But Jeremy Astor. That would have. I would love to see what that kid looks like um, by then, you know, and like what he's up to. As they could literally have anyone playing him, no one would notice if it was a totally different actor. Grown up Wesley could basically be. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) Or have Will Wheaton play old Jeremy Astor? Just to just say we don't even care about continuity, guys. Just. Well, in fact, why couldn't Will Wheaton show up as a traveler and as Wesley oh. Crusher at this point? Because he was busy preparing to show up to the to the uh, Triker wedding. So. <laughs> if you well, can only make it to one, one that wedding. I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> they they were actually scheduled. See, as far as time is concerned with the travel, they were actually scheduled on the same day. So he had to oh. uh, had to choose. Yeah, I know it's 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 the the burden. Well, another one I thought of, you know, just just while thinking of this recently, but what about Dr. Pulaski? Uh, I mean, yeah, she wasn't there for, you know, as many years on the Enterprise as, as other people, but we, we've all kind of spoken, I mean, especially when we did our Pulaski episode, uh, you know, that she probably connected with Worf more than anyone. Data the least, Worf the most. <laughs> I mean, the Klingon tea ceremony, I mean, you know, they don't do it just for anyone. Um, and, no, uh, they don't. You know, and if, if we know anything about Worf, he likes his tea. Uh, well, yeah, yeah it, and his prune juice. It's, 
Oh, well, I don't know. Do you have this in your notes? I'm sorry, Darren. I did read your notes, but I don't know if you... Yeah, no, no. Um, you toss anyone out. Speaking of which, do you, did, is Guinan anywhere in there as well? Um, that would have been an interesting crossover character. A kind of a representation of, of TNG that might have been uh, something that would have... She introduced the producers, so... Well, you know, and of course other things. But. She could have whoa. catered the wedding. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me we could have finally had Guinan versus Quark? Yeah, exactly. A oh bar off. A bar off. No, no. Is, is she like she sets up, but like she's totally messing with them because she knows like the guy who's like moving out of the place across the way. So she like sets it up like she's setting up her own place, and just to just to you know mess with with Quark. Hang on. Totally planning on leaving. Okay, hang on. All right, it's actually a season one episode. I like let's, how we. Just... I know. No, I know that. <laughs> let's let's think about this, right? So Guinan comes in. Hey, hey, Worf. Oh, my goodness. How are things going? Wait a minute. What's going on? She immediately... Remember that time you delivered a baby in my uh, establishment? (laughs) She immediately recognizes Morn. Whoa. What is going on between Morn and Guinan? There's some serious history there. This has got to be the source of at least some fan fiction, if not an official novel. Come on. There's got to be something. Or even better, she's given Quark a hard time because, you know, she, she, she can... And it's only at the very end of the episode, Morn comes in, and then all of a sudden her tune changes, and she's like, "Oh, you have a Morn barnacle. I'm sorry, man. Oh, he he never leaves, does he? No, always the same chair. Yep. I mean, Talk up. I mean, I know uh, for like 20 years, like his first place I had. It's true. Everyone's always talking about how Morn doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it it would be okay. Like it would be interesting because and. And Garrick could design our new hat. Boom. <laughs> she comes in. She's like, I'm looking for a new hat. She's just, she's just trolling the, 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 the DS9 crew. Quark, Garrick, everyone. And then Odo, she's like, just takes one look at him. And she's like, yeah, you got some therapy bills. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like actually now that we're talking about this, if Guinan were to show up on the promenade, she would fit in completely fine. There would be no problems. She would get along with everyone. She'd probably have a history with everyone. Even there. like, like this pulled through time of. young Guinan from Rascals would have fit in fine <laughs> on DS9. Well, that was the, the list I had. Any any additions you guys have? Uh, you know, I liked I liked the the slash Riker. That's a good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, be careful how you say that. Daniel okay. has his fan. <laughs> Adding Riker to possibly come, <laughs> but like you said, you got the chairs and Klingon chairs are spiked, so that would not be a uh, a pleasant sit down. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, okay. So a- any others on the list, or move on to the? No, no last we point. haven't named all the TNG characters, so but we don't think he'd want to invite Beverly or Jordy. Well, I was kind of just trying to stick with like the the short list. Like, uh, if if you had to have you know a, a sh- one shuttle pod, you know, full of people, because yeah, obviously we would have loved. No, that that's they retired that that jersey number after that horrific <laughs> uh, accident. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just you know, more of did he ever if know, you had to have a few. Did he ever know a Nick Lacarno? I, okay, I actually do think... I don't think I know a Nick Lacarno. <laughs> well, you do know Nick Lacarno. 
Darren, come on. You know Nick Lucarno. You're not here. Oh, yes. Nick Lucarno. Yeah. Sorry. It took a while to jog my... Why are you switching to Voyager now? You're totally throwing me out. <laughs> okay, well, he was on Voyager. I mean, on Deep Space Nine. Um, he was on Deep Space Nine. That's right. And, okay. Anyways, uh, I do have one addition. Um, I, I am going to throw my hat in the ring here and I, and invite Daniel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> invite Guinan. Oh, I thought that's where you were going with the hat thing. Sorry, we already talked about I, it. I mentioned this, I think, in our Wharf discussion as well. But I, I actually, I enjoy. And love every interaction that Warp has with Data. Now I know that they're not super close characters. I get that that the that their their kind of paths aren't ones that cross normally. But you know we have that wonderful, wonderful moment, and I think all three of us love the moment in Help Me Out, guys. Uh, chain of, chain command. of command, where uh, you know Data dresses down Warp, and then they have that special. Oh, you mean the Gambit? Like, Wait, yeah, oh, the no, gambit. sorry, the gambit. Sorry, the gambit. You're right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Actually, gambit. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, in the in the gambit, where war, when data dresses down wharf, and they have that really special moment together about being friends. You know, and they I jump actually, on up in the air, and it freezes there, and the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually see their relationship as as a very subtle one. It's not one that's ever like, except that one moment in that episode. It's never brought to the forefront. But it is something that if you look for in all of the shows, it's kind of it's kind of there. Not a not a close well, relationship, but it is it exists, this thread of respect and of uh you know uh, you know, of kind of well, I, I understand not maybe understand you, but we're both outsiders and we kind of can relate on that level. Yeah, and just well, like a tapestry, uh, if you pull that thread <laughs> Well, another another scene that actually makes me think of Daniel is from uh, the the extended edition of Measure of a Man, and you have his goodbye party where uh, Commander Maddox is it yes. uh, is is crashing the party because it's like you're totally not invited to this party, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the last person they want here, and you know Riker's you know right there in his face, but Worf's like right behind him, like ready to bounce his butt out of the out of the doors you know you know he's gonna rack up some bar bills if he thrashes the place but yeah he's he totally is you know is is a good friend with data though i i definitely see that now one name obviously she can't really be invited but it's been a while since i've seen you're cordially invited so you'll have to refresh me was kalar mentioned at all even implied mentioned no but she's also dead no, well, so she can't I mean, she can't be some sort of like you know, honor the one before, you know, she, the, she, no, she is the mother that, that of was the child. Yeah. Th- which the child is right there <laughs> on, you know, slipping on a banana peel. Um, no. But, yeah. No, they, I don't believe they mentioned her at all. Did, wait, did Worf That's too much continuity for even like, DS9. Did you think that Alexander was like immaculately, like, does she know? About <laughs> I think I, and again, you know, we're, we're obviously not as familiar with, with Deep Space Nine as we are with TNG, even though some of us are huge fans. But I think there was a mention maybe once or twice of, of Kalar to Dax. And um, I don't think it was completely ignored, I guess is my point. Yeah, That's just not in that episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I know I was trying to think if there's any other Klingons that would have been invited, but 
pretty much by now we don't like the Klingons. So like my like, Gowron, Worf likes Gowron. No, Worf doesn't really like Gowron no. anymore. They're not, they're not, they're not friends. But well, okay. The the last point I wanted to to talk about, you know, was obviously, you know, this is a TV show. We realize this. I mean, just kidding. We- Galaxy Quest, it's all real. <laughs> Everything's real. <laughs> I knew it. Um, but no, is, yeah, and I, I, I was watching an old, this is an old, an old episode of Tabletop, which is Will Wheaton's um, show that he does online, and he had Matt Myra on, who people may know from The Nerdist, and he's a total, total TNG fan, and like at one point in the game. Will Wheaton was promising him to take him to the Enterprise on the holodeck. He's like, it's real, it's real. I knew it was real. I knew it was real. I know. I'm like, I want to be that guy. Oh, don't worry. You are that guy, Philip. <laughs> um, but yeah, but from poking through, you know, Memory Alpha, you know, they, they've had some people that they've talked about, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, we, we should have had like the Vrzenkos or you know, obviously it would have, I think the producers wanted to have the Enterprise crew maybe in like a non-speaking role because again, it's just it's just cost. I mean, at that point, still like in the movies were making bank. You had just had first contact. Like that, the budget alone just to have people there would have been ridiculous. Uh, but they were only able to secure Levar Burden and Jonathan Frakes because they have offices on the Paramount lot at the time. So I, I think they kind of went with the all or nothing approach. You know, either we can get all seven or or not. Isn't, so isn't this like the generations dilemma? We want to get all the TOS cast, but instead we'll just have Chekhov. <laughs> or uh, or uh, Chekhov and and uh, and you know Scotty, yeah. whoever. Uh, and I never forget the third you. guy. I want to say Lieutenant Riley. <laughs> it was Savick. Savick was back. No, no. Savick's uh, on. But. But Daniel will be happy because this episode marks the final appearance of Alexander Rojanko in Star Trek. <laughs> People can't see you waving your hands oh, in the sorry, air, sorry. Daniel. Am, you have yeah, to, you have to verbalize your joy. To uh, the Voyager, and then we got him for seven more years. <laughs> you know, it's oh gosh, it's an- he he's just taking. He's like, I'd like to tag along, take a cruise around the Badlands, and then he's stuck on the show for seven. They find years. him, you know. Yeah, th- I'm all right to the journey. Get this topic. You want to know people you could add to your ship, Alexander? You're no, welcome. Just just don't. No, just don't. no. You have a little. Oh, I'm just writing this right now. But it it, you know, I I know I, I and I I bring this up a lot. Like I want more crossovers. I want more. The thing is, if Star Trek was produced today, if 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 Deep Space Nine was on the air and the TNG movies were going on, they would find a way to make it happen. And, yeah. and I wish, and I know that's just it's just not the state of entertainment in the '90s. It just didn't exist then. But how much better would we be for it? How much more enjoyable? Like going back and watching this episode, and even if okay, Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes and uh, you know Lavar Burton, if they were just sitting in the audience clapping, how much more meaningful would that episode be? And I, you know, they would only add to it. And 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 it's it's it, to me it's it's just a missed opportunity. And I understand. I I totally get it. But in my mind. They're there. And in my mind, like, I can only imagine how wonderful and amazing that just episode is. pan the camera to the left. They're right. They, you've got to uh, blink and you'll miss it. It's just like Wesley and Nemesis. Well, 
Or if they had done, I agree, if they had done some sort of connection. I mean, maybe Jake is like, you know, writing a, about this event. And at the end, we see him, you know, like Miles, like peek over his shoulder, you know, of what he's written and be like, oh, hey, I know who I should send this to, you know, like something like that, like some sort of connection one that like they line. were going to be informed. All we're asking, Ira, one line. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's what's most upsetting, I think, to us as TNG fans is that we just we get nothing. Like, of course, like in my of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh, everybody's sitting there in the audience. Everybody's there at the event. But you're absolutely right. right. Just the tiniest acknowledgement that, hey, Worf is a character that has been cultivated for 10 years now on television. Or or I have the line. I have the line sitting down. All so. So obviously they, I mean, I was, I was re skimming like the actual events of this episode because it actually happens to be something we're talking about. So I'm like, I probably should do that. Uh, but you know, they, they were originally going to get married on, you know, Kronos after the war. Uh, and it was just Jedzia's kind of spur of the moment. Hey, let's just get married now. Alexander's here. You know, we don't know tomorrow. Um, all we needed was one line li- a little later on of Worf saying, "Like, you know, oh, but the like the Enterprise is is over in like sector five one two. Like, they won't be able to make it. Something like that. Yeah. That's all we needed. Was like they're in the war. Like, they, I, 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 darn, I just got noticed that the Enterprise like is is on the the third front. You know, against this area. Like, who cares I what there it were is? Four fronts." <laughs> but we hey we run a three front war <laughs> on this in this Starfleet. I don't want to hear anything but about Admiral your four Jellico fronts. Takes over the sector. <laughs> no, but that's that's exactly right, Darren. That's like, but that that's all you needed, and and you didn't have to pay Patrick Stewart anything. All you had to do is I mean, you can, it's a tip of the it's to. a tip of the hat. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's the point. That's the point. It's just like such a monumental you know, event in this character's life. And, and to, and, and to be fair, we disregard it just as much. And we make fun of it just as much on insurrection when it's, or, you know, it's just like, Oh, Worf, we don't care where you've been or how many, you know, how many spouses Wives you've lost. You've lost. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just as much, you know, TNG's fault as it is. No wonder fault. he's drunk at the wedding. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Bad memories. Is that what you're saying? Romulan oh, man, ale should be illegal. Yeah, no, you know, it's, 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 but it's like, and that's why I just wish, and that's why I look forward to the next Star Trek because Star Trek is a unifying property. It is a, it is a one universe kind of situation and I want that it to be that. And, and we, and it dropped the ball a lot in that. And, and, and to be fair, it's just a different scenario. It's just a different environment than it was in the nineties than, you know, than it is now. No, I mean, I don't know. You well, say that. Yeah. Thing, Cause, but, but like, I remember Buffy angel, they didn't do a no. lot of crossover, but they did a good amount where it'd be like, Hey, there's like Oz in Buffy episode. And then he walks over to angel for the next episode <laughs> to continue the plot or spike or something like that. So some people yeah. were doing it, but, but you're right. Not a lot were. But, but you're right, Daniel, because nowadays, I mean, when you have, like, Doctor Who, which is all about, like, referencing and cross-referencing itself, you have Marvel Universe, which is all about, like, interweaving stuff. And and people have been – it's uh, – people now realize audiences 
can take it. And if they miss it, like if they didn't know, they'll go find out what they should have known. Like, oh, their Easter egg about that character. Oh, I didn't realize that because I hadn't seen this movie. I'll go watch the movie and then I'll get the Easter egg. Like we're primed for a, a TV show that can actually reference the heck out of its its culture and its past. Right. Now that you've said Marvel, I've now fixed the episode. So you're watching, you're cordially invited. How does it, like, how does it end? Like, do they go on a honeymoon? I can't remember. Like, do they go, like, on a honeymoon or does it just end on the wedding? Or How does it end? Uh, it ends with uh, O'Brien and uh, Bashir doing their part where they oh, yeah. rush Worf oh, with right. the Klingon pain sticks. Okay. So, but, like, so then the credits roll. You have to wait for it. And then... <laughs> You see, like, the Enterprise E <laughs> just start approaching the Deep Space Nine, and then there you go. That's it. Hang on, hang on, Phillips. You you literally just made a thousand f- uh, fanboys gasp in terror when you, or not terror, but uh, amazement when you said the Enterprise E approaching Deep Space Nine. That's it. That's it. That's all we need to hear. I think that is, you know, that's the end of everything. It, 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 I think it's unfair. I, I mean,. I'm 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 conflicted on this. I think it's unfair to expect these things of a '90s television show, but on the other hand, it's like you—it's hard not to look back and see the potential that was wasted on on these kinds of things. It it is, and as we you know toss around our ideas, like again, we we totally realize the the practicality of what we're asking, but but I I think Daniel said it best, where now is a time, you know, for television we could do something like this. We would expect it as fans and hopefully new star trek when it comes back to television will not be as much like the next gen where it was like we can't reference tos like we need to distance ourselves like i'm all for distancing yourself and standing on your own but i mean you have 700 plus episodes of stuff you could reference like don't be bound to it but just sprinkle it in you know that's all we want jelly baby every now and then wrong series philip dang it <laughs> canon locked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to hear more about our thoughts on uh, being canon locked, you can listen to episode canon locked. <laughs> <laughs> that sound effect is, is inserted by the here. don't. I'm not don't. Uh, I'm not familiar with that new crewman, don't. Darren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, yeah. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Well, it's been fun talking about who we feel should have been invited to You're Cordially Invited, but it's just one of the many Trek topics that we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. Because we're basically pitching a, a story arc. Right. Like like we're Babylon 5, and we've got this five-year arc. Yeah. But we're going to have a three-year plus maybe the cartoons, plus the movies arc. Earl Grey. Billy has 25 <laughs> self-stealing symbols, and he needs to trade with a non-Federation species using a different currency. What does Billy do? The orb. They've already been kind of to that next step. I mean, he massages her all the time and well, he knows helps her that, out of the tub again. He knows that so, she has rashes on her thighs. Yeah, so. Exactly. I mean, so... To the journey! You know, talk about a, a heavy-handed message. It, like, literally, on your back! It, like, literally, on your back. Like, I want you to feel the weight. You know, like, this <laughs> Like this is the kind of non-subtlety that makes it fun. Warp 5. The fact of the matter is, Bakula is playing this character just as he should. 
It's true that Archer seems a bit uneasy, lacking in confidence, but he's the first human captain to see these strange new worlds. The ready room. I haven't gotten to the point in my research where I'm I'm that caught up. I mean, I, I'm very much stuck right in season one of Next Gen and kind of have That's binders kind of on everything else right now. Yeah, boy, tell me about it. Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. And we have kind of reached a milestone here, a little earlier than you might think we would have reached that milestone. This is the final episode of Star Trek. Uh, for which we have a writing credit given to Gene Roddenberry. Commentary, Trek stars. And he wanted it the first part to be called Becoming Houdini and the second part to be called Being Houdini. It should have been called Houdini Begins. Yes. And Houdini Rises. Yes. Melodic Treks. At only 22 years of age, he conducted the Munich Symphony Orchestra using 110 pieces a 60-piece choir and a 30-piece children's choir. Sometimes you need the children to get them high notes. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So you can check out all these shows and get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zune, or you can stream from the website. Basically, you can find them anywhere. Just visit trek.fm slash pd for podcast directory to get all the links and if you would like to contact us to share your thoughts on today's show just go to trek.fm slash contact from there choose send to show and of course select Earl Grey these messages will be emailed to the three of us personally finally in social media you'll find us on facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on twitter under username trek.fm our new listener discussion group is called the babel conference found by typing the Babel Conference, of course, in the Facebook search field, so you can find us there. Please support our sponsor, Audible.com, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trek.fm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek.fm. And lastly, there's one more way you can directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is through becoming a patron of Trek.fm. By visiting www.patreon.com slash trek.fm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek.fm patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all of our great content. So please become a Trek FM patron and visit www.patreon.com slash trekfm today. So, Philip, if someone wants to talk about uh, your fanfic for Troy showing up at the wedding and just throwing the biggest fit, does she have, like, psychic powers like Kess? Does she, like, come back and just completely just destroy the station? Anyway, wait, wait, is, I'll stop, stop writing your picture. Is there any chocolate being served at the reception? Because if not... Like, Quark has know. the biggest anyway, chocolate fountain ever. 
and it's spiked oh, with Rectagino. Now I'm going. Um, but yeah, folks can reach me on the interwebs, uh, mainly on Twitter. They can find me. My handle there is at NC Public Servant. That NC stands for No Conclusion About Troy. That is going to be for not coming to the wedding. So, Daniel, if someone wants to congratulate you for remembering that it's the Enterprise E that would be showing up and not the D, because I was totally confused for a moment when you said that, where would they find you on the Internet? Well, we can all discuss the differences between the D's and the E's in a cell on Twitter. Um, and uh, my handle is one up Dan, and that is the number one, not the word. And if someone wants to talk to me and have me explain why it's too soon to bring up Kalar, they can talk to me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-E-I-F-I. Oh, well, I think uh, now I'm going to rewatch uh, First Contact and then pop in your cordially invited and uh, just uh, dream of what could have been. So live long and prosper. Make it so. Engage.